It's time for Tales of Terror, only on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Fishbonius Sound Design Crime and Horror Anthology Show. Stories about people caught in desperate times and only have one way out. I'm sure you're wondering why you received this tape from a random stranger. But is it really random? Am I really a stranger? Or are we connected in some way to a web of lies and deceit? Possibly murder? You see, I hear things, see things. I know everything. To protect myself, I need these stories to be told. I have a story for you. Hey, pull over. What? Why? You can believe the story or not. It's still a story. They were driving his new old Mercedes and were feeling a bit above the rest of the neighborhood. They were on Reynolds Street and turned down Flyer just to Dunkin' Donuts. When a yellow lab caught Denise's eye. Look at that dog over there. A 32-year-old woman should not act like a five-year-old. He did as he was told, nevertheless. Because if you didn't do what Denise wanted, it became a fight even bigger than Fraser Ali. It's just a dog. It's not just a dog. It's our dog. Come here. Come here, boy. Go on. Come here. Come here, boy. She rushed out of the car and called the yellow lab. The dog looked like it had been through hell and back. Parts of the fur on its back were missing, and the tail seemed to be shaped funny. Paul was not enthusiastic about acquiring a pet, let alone a mangy dog that looked like it had been abused. Denise, come on, don't... Hey, 
hey, don't run away, come back. She didn't listen. She went on calling to the lab, chased it down. She sat on the sidewalk, a few feet from the Mercedes, making friends with it. Finally, after 10 minutes, Denise came back to the car and opened the door. She ushered the yellow lab inside, onto the back seat. The dog looked around, worriedly, not sure of his new adventure. Damn it, Denise. I just bought this car, and now a mangy mud is getting my back seat dirty. Drive, will ya? Just drive! The yellow lab settled down into the back seat, licking its lips and keeping its eyes on the two humans in the front seat. What if this dog belongs to someone? He does. He belongs to us. They lived on Seaside, which had now become a gated community. But their house was modest. And if his mother had not bought the house in the 80s before the gates went up, it would have been bulldozed long ago by the community commissioner. It is run down, green paint chipping away, and the roof sagging a bit. Paul had said for at least a year he would hire someone to fix the house. It better be soon. The community is ready to vote us out. I told you, I'm going to be hiring someone, damn it to hell. I think his name will be Sam. Yeah. Denise said after breakfast the next morning. Paul looked up from his iPod knockoff, pushed his glasses up on the bridge of his nose. (laughs) Sam? Why Sam? Why not? I had an uncle who had a German shepherd. His name was Sam. Yeah, well, I had a boss at the gas station when I was 16, and he was named Sam. (laughs) Biggest dick I ever knew. A boss, huh? Hmm. Yep, Sam it is. And you better get going. You'll be late, and those little gas stations need to be managed, or I don't get my weekly allowance, and you, you don't get your three times a week to lay on top of me. Don't look at me that way. Get to your job now. Ugh, freaking men. (laughs) Yeah, I bet you don't know about the other bank account he has, do you? The dog just spoke. We know that fear as well as hatred can be dangerous. Only American people are right. I have something to tell you. Oh yeah, what's that? Wait, wait, wait. Did, did you just say something? Who else is in the room with you? The, the, dogs, the, the, the dogs can't talk. Animals can't talk. Then what the fuck am I doing right now, Paul? No, I, I must be crazy. Well, yes, you are that. Uh, but no, you are not dreaming. Can we just get on with this? Can we get this over with, huh? I mean, you see me talking, you hear me, you see my lips moving. What other fucking proof do you need? Look. I like you, kid. So I need to tell you, that bitch of a wife of yours has another man. Did you just call my wife a bitch? (laughs) She really loves you. Hey, I don't really care, you know. 
I mean, if you were okay with another man sleeping in your bed. What the hell are you saying? I, I, I'm asking a dog this? I think I'm losing it. Oh, boy. I feel a migraine coming on. Get a grip, dumbass. You said another man? You got fucking peanut butter in your ears? She did have that incident in college. That's where they met. She was in his business class. They had the same interest, money. She had this friend, Garrison, a real dick who liked to fuck other guys' girls. One night after Paul asked her to marry him, Denise came clean. She said she was confused and really loved both of them. She wasn't sure she could leave Garrison behind. Yeah, and that's when... Paul's roommate, Clyde, came in handy. Clyde was a horrible druggie who'd steal whatever he could find of Paul's and sell it for crack. Paul had Clive buy some crack, fix up a glass pipe, and break into Garrison's bedroom. Paul called the cops and, well, Garrison was out of the picture. You should read her email. Look at her Facebook messages. You might find... I've seen her messages. I didn't see anything. Oh, you mean the other Facebook page? DD94? No, uh, I I didn't know. Her password is in the back of that Bukowski book of poems. <laughs> You'll read how she and Garrison had a wonderful lunch and how fun it was catching up after all these years. <laughs> She said she was visiting her dad. She was gone until the next morning. Denise! What? You don't ask her. You didn't think I'd find out about the other bank account? Uh. Two days before you retire and you have to see this. They were in the hallway of Denise and Paul's house. The wall behind them was covered in blood. Paul lay at the top of the stairs, knife buried deep into his chest. A38 snub nose in his left hand. <sighs> Denise lay on her back in the doorway of her bedroom, her face blown off. Why me, God? You knew them or something? Yeah, I've known the husband for years. We were roommates in college. Richards felt something like his hand. He looked down and saw Sam standing there, wagging his tail enthusiastically. A smile crossed Richard's pockmarked face. Hey, where'd you come from? Ain't you the prettiest thing? Maybe I should take you home with me, buddy. You can believe the story or not. It's still a story.
Rachel, well, what's wrong? She did it again. She did what, Rachel? That woman is pure evil. I knew I shouldn't have come home for work. I've been working 60 hours at the agency every week. God knows I've been trying. God knows. I, I come home to this, to you and her. And the clients are going to rival agencies for their advertising, Rachel, because I spend too much time with both of you. God damn your clients. I shall go insane. She's pure evil, I tell you. Please don't say such things. After all, she is my mother. She does it to you, too. I've heard you weeping in the middle of the night. No. She's my mother. You keep reminding me. We had to sell our house to finance the old people's home. They couldn't handle her being there. She did it to them, too. (laughs) She did it to all the staff there, remember? Remember what happened to that poor nurse? That poor woman committed suicide because of your Mimi. So Mimi had to move into this small apartment with us. We still make payments at that room at that old people's home. And she doesn't even live there. She's my mother. Stop saying that. I know she's your mother, for God's sake. (laughs) You, you know, you, you know what we have to do. Open your eyes, Mimi. Please, get up out of that bed. Walk over to Rachel and say, I'm sorry. You are looking for him? Oh, God, no. Please, no, not again. You are looking for Thomas? You, you were so pretty, Donna. I remember always thinking how beautiful you were. You had such lovely blonde hair, like a golden sunset. Amy, please stop this. Please, you're my mother. Stop this. Thomas. Thomas, where are you? I hear your voice, but I don't see you. All I see is darkness. I reach out to you, but I I don't feel you. Thomas, where are you? Please, Mimi, you have to stop this, please, or I'll be forced to. Thomas, Thomas, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Good. Maybe she'll listen this time. Maybe Mimi will quit bringing the dead back into our lives. Oh, God, no. (laughs) Mommy, I'm so cold and wet. (laughs) Katie, come come here, sweetie. Let me dry you off. I told you not to go near the lake. (laughs) Mommy, I can't find you. Where are you? It's dark in here. Sweetie, I'm right here. Thomas! Oh, God, no. 
I took hold of a pillow from the chair next to the bed. I gently pressed it to Mimi's face. You forced me to do this, Mimi. Mommy, 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 mommy. Your narrator and Rachel were Tanya Maloyevich. Denise is Amy Pavi. Paul and Thomas were played by Joe Sofko. Sam the dog was Pete Lutz. Mimi and Child were Nancy Bueller. Donna was played by Kessie Relinicki. The two detectives were played by Daniel French. The stories Stray and Mimi were written by Mark Slade. Sound design, direction, and music were by Daniel French at Fishbonius Sound Design. The Blood Noir series was created by Mark Slade. Theme music was composed by Carpenter's Notch, Tim Slade that is, and Audionautics.com. This is Pete Lutz. I played the stranger in this series. You know, the guy who introduced every episode. I've enjoyed this Blood Noir series. I'm sorry to see it go. This is, unfortunately, the final episode. I think it's been well-produced. Well-made, wonderful stories with terrific actors. I like to call Mark the Alfred Hitchcock of modern audio drama. But this series, like all good things, had to come to an end. But don't worry, you can still access these episodes that have been produced and listen to them over and over again. And now on behalf of Mark Slade and the rest of the Blood Noir team, this is Pete Lutz saying, May all your stories be deadly ones. Take care.
Apparently, you enjoy listening to audio dramas since you're hearing this message. I'll keep it short so you can get back to the fun stuff. If you would like to see and experience how all these stories, voices, sound effects, and music come together to create theater of the mind, make plans to visit the Modern Audio Drama Convention in Halifax, Nova Scotia, July 24th through 26, 2020. Meet the creators. Find out how to write, record, mix, sweeten, and produce movies that play in your head. See what the voices you hear actually look like. We never look like we sound. For all the details, visit madcon.com. That's M-A-D as in modern audio drama, then dash as in dash on over, then con as in convention, duh, then dot as in it'll be the most fun you've had in a while, period, then com as in come on over, we'll love to see you. Madcon, your ears and brain will thank you.